Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pixels, a podcast for the discerning gamer. Hello everyone and welcome back to Pixels, the show where we cover the game's news from the past couple of weeks. My name is Patrick Beja. I am uh, one tooth less and somewhat ill still and a little bit jet lagged, but that won't prevent us from doing a fantastic show today because to pick up the slack is Mark Turpin the Terpster. How are you doing, sir? I have too many teeth, Patrick, so... <laughs> If I could give you one of my wisdom teeth, I would, for you would be wiser and have a full complement of gnashes. Yeah, um, that I, I am uh, one-fourth less wise than I was before my trip to the US. Yeah. Was it one of your wisdom teeth, was it? Yeah, it was, it was. Oh, so for, well, that's fine then. That's for, good, yeah. <laughs> for those who don't know, um, I broke a wisdom tooth on the day I landed in the US uh, and eating? had to have it uh, removed, or the day after, and had to have it removed in some shifty dentist in uh, LA, and that was a little bit weird, and it made BlizzCon, because that's why I was there to go to BlizzCon. Uh, interesting, let's say. I haven't eaten solid food in like 10 days, and I've lost two kilos, so there's oh, a wow. silver lining. There you go, I like that. I'm going to get on that then. Yeah. The, the crack your tooth in soup diet. <laughs> um, what, were you, what, did you, what did you break it on? Uh, nothing. I th so I've been clenching my teeth. I think it was, it had a cavity and it accelerated. Stress. And yeah. Basically the stress of being a professional independent podcaster. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I, and I, I can't even imagine if we ever have kids, which you do. And, mm. uh, apparently you abandoned your child going to BlizzCon yeah. and she didn't recognize you when jolly. you came back. No, no, no. She was, she wasn't sure who this guy was. Uh, she, <laughs> I've won around again. It's nice. It's like the film 51st Dates. Um, it's lovely. You know, it's like, you know, I have to, it, I have to, every day is a new day and you have to work as hard as the day before. Or is, harder. It, is it really just, isn't it just like you feed her? It's not like a cat. It doesn't love you because you feed, you feed um, it. I, I don't <laughs> think so. I'm not sure. I don't, you know, I mean, I, I, I give her food, but she also now she can feed herself. And one of the funniest things is just seeing her just walk around eating a banana. Just, <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's just weird. It's just weird. It's like, yeah, I, I, I have made that. And look, she can eat bananas. <laughs> you just, you just get kind of, you know, interesting Pride little kind of in development. Heart, exactly. Like, oh my god, I remember I used to have to cut up bananas for a day. But look at her; she just eat a banana all by herself. That's <laughs> that's amazing, and uh, so, surely yeah. I will feel the same once one of my spawns does the same. Because now, it oh, just exactly. Sounds a bit, yeah, people, yeah. exactly. You're like, that sounds really weird, man. Yeah. That sounds stupid. You're stupid. And then, yeah, you're like, they were eating a nectarine the other day. They peeled up all the skin. I'm going to go again. You know, 
it's uh yeah it's crazy man it's crazy time right. does fly it does uh it's already been uh has it been a week since we left blizzcon yes no. has yes it? it has yeah wait i can't Ish. Ish. Okay. But anyway, BlizzCon is going to be the main topic of uh, this show. We'll also be talking about, uh, we have price leaks for the Nintendo Switch. We have uh, incredible success for the NES Classic. We have Sony PlayStation Pro being available, a bunch of games coming out soon. But first, a uh, big portion of the show is going to be uh, talking about BlizzCon, what was announced there, how important it was, how cool it was, uh, or how uncool it was in maybe oh. in some cases. Ooh, like that teaser. Um, and of course, to talk about Blizzard Games, uh, Turpin, uh, Turpin, Turpster is always a good person to have on. So thank you for being here. Let's launch into it uh, just right now with the uh, opening ceremony with the 25 years video that was really emotional. Blizzard turns 25 this year. Um, and even more interesting was the fact that the third co-founder of blizzard the the founder yeah like the guy whose idea it all was alan uh, adham kind of synapse stuff yeah yeah so basically i didn't realize this uh i read an article about the founding on blizzard uh, a few days ago i think it was on polygon or i can't remember but basically he was the one who wanted to uh make video games and he sort of recruited he floated the idea to uh mike moheim and uh, uh frank pierce to create the company so they are they were very adamant to say that he is the main guy and now he's back um and after having taken 10 years off he was getting uh, he helped make most of the big games until world of warcraft he was instrumental with rob pardo in uh the development of world of warcraft he left because he was getting overworked and he wanted to do something else and now he's back um that's i think that's significant to an extent but the most interesting thing do you know what he does now um no what okay, does he do now so let me tell you what he does now. That was amazingly built. Um, mm. He uh, heads the um, incubator within Blizzard. So Ooh. they're basically, he's, he's managing new teams that create new games or that try to, you know, that try to create new things and hopefully some different, interesting, daring things. But that now, you know, Blizzard has grown so large that they have specifically an incubator department, which is interesting and weird at the same time for a video game company. But uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I have uh, hopes. You've got to love that, though. Exactly. Just off the back of um, Overwatch and Hearthstone, you know, being kind of newer properties uh, to the Blizzard repertoire. You know, I think they see the value now that Overwatch is, is probably their biggest game. Yeah. 20 million players active it's definitely what they kind of seem to be doubling down on with overwatch league which i'm sure we'll chat about as well um it it's vitally important that they don't just make more of what they've made and i think that that's really kind of refreshing to see that you know adam's uh kind of uh focus is on on the future so that's that's really cool yeah definitely it's uh it's something that tells you they're not just going to be doing already you know they have what five six games and they're yeah. not just going to be doing those they're going to look for more i think it's a 
really unique situation in the video game industry. One company that creates, basically that has within its uh, itself a bunch of different game studios, really, and that work together in parallel um, to create different games. They've, they've grown really at a rate. When I was there, when I was working there, it was you know it was in the process of growing but it was definitely smaller and uh now it's a pretty unique and amazing you know uh, uh, status for one single game company i don't think off the top of my head there are others that are that big you have uh publishers that publish games from different well, that's studios it, that's the and tricky different thing isn't it it's but... like you look at something like bethesda or um i guess you know i guess it would be yeah like ea and activision and ubisoft you know, who but those, are kind of yeah, but those have different studios that that they publish but, the games exactly, of, yeah. but they're completely independent or not completely, they're but fragmented you know, they're across the globe, yeah. sort of thing. Exactly, yeah. I think right. that's the thing is Blizzard is all intents and purposes a publisher, yeah, um, and its Blizzard studios happen to all be based at the same Irvine HQ, um, the but they're in different company, yeah. floors and different you know things. Yeah, I mean to be honest, if you if you were to have development start coming out of um, Austin or in the EU. Um, would it still be, you know, would it change it? Would it be different? The thing is, I don't think that would never happen. That would ever happen. They are very, very, you know, the company culture is really important to Blizzard and that is part of it. They need to keep everything when they can see them. And uh, even for other types of development, everything was very centralized in Irvine. So I don't see them uh, spreading those departments over the globe, but... um, so anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting, and I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to come out of that uh, incubator department at Blizzard. Um, you mentioned the other huge news, I think. I, actually, it's probably bigger. Um, the really big news bigger that came huge. out of, um, of BlizzCon was the Overwatch League, which is going to start in 2017, and without you know we can get into the details but to me that was the biggest announcement even if it maybe didn't feel that way at the show overwatch league is is really big right Mm, huge 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 i mean if you've got to think about so we know there's 20 million people playing um we know that it's emerging now as an esport um and the world cup was amazing to watch other overwatch tournaments have been really good fun as well um it's definitely got something um, and basically, Blizzard's now financially and logistically committing to setting up an official league, which will have, you know, its own broadcast times, fixtures, uh, league and scoring tables, uh, player contracts. Um, you know, it will be. Yeah, that's the that's the important you know, part huge. to me. Um, the the player contracts. I mean, the way it's going to work, they're going to sell the licenses to, uh, you know, the, it's going to work by town. So you're going to have a, probably a Paris team, a London team, uh, etc. And they're going to sell the licenses to private owners, but those are going to be bound by the uh, Blizzard overseeing contract and conditions for those teams and, and leagues. And they're going to be paying the players. So... That means that you're going to have a huge boom of different, you know, professional players that are going to be able to make a living when it when it's been really difficult now, and they had to have sponsors and you know owners that and win tournaments and all of those. Now they will have just like Riot does with their league, but apparently with more stability and the local 
element that will make it easy for you to root for your team. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot of structure and and growing the thing, I think, significantly. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see kind of how big it gets for the first season. You know, will will it just be NA? Will it be global? Um, how will they define, uh, you know, how many teams are in each league? How are they ranked? Um, you know, if I want to have a, a team for my town, uh, is that possible? Or is it, you know, does it have to be larger regions or... That, I think, will be really fun and interesting to see how kind of granular it goes. But I think in the fullness of time, it will match, you know, any other sports franchise out there uh, where you will have, you know, each town having their own team. And then the really successful ones um, kind of building a team uh, that goes on to dominate the world. Yeah. And that that I, I don't know if they will switch it to countries when it's the i mean i think a lot of it is not fully fleshed out even for blizzard they know they want to do it they have a rough idea but maybe they don't have all the details um i my understanding is that it's probably going to be only north america for the first season that's a possibility um and then expand it uh in 2018 to to the entire world um But the you know it's we've also seen something very similar for um, Heroes of the Storm. So it seems they're moving in the same direction esports wise. But Overwatch is definitely something that seems to be getting uh, significantly bigger than I think that than we thought it was going to be when it first released. Oh, we definitely. Thought it was I mean, be it's successful, being but... the biggest franchise um, up against Warcraft and things like that. You know, WoW is a different game with a different payment model and all the rest but has never had 20 million active accounts uh, playing. Um, well, so I don't know if it's active accounts that they have for 20 million. They have 20 million accounts, I think is the number. I don't think they're all active. Oh, you don't think they're all playing? I, okay, well, maybe they're... Because WoW's obviously so. had 100 million announced, like, I don't know, what was it, like, three five, years ten ago. years ago? Was it three, three years, years ago. ago? Yeah. I'm sure they've hit more than that anyway. Um, yeah. that, it was already yeah, more interest- when they announced it. <laughs> yeah. So it it will be it'll be interesting to see uh, kind of you know in the fullness of time uh, which is the bigger franchise. Uh, yeah. But Overwatch is so great, and I mean Blizzard's already spending so much money uh, with the animations, the shorts, telling more story, um, making it more broadly appealing. Uh, that a sports league just just really completes that whole um, offering. Yeah. So I think Overwatch is going to be a much healthier game for it. You know, there's going to be a lot more kind of interest and focus and time and effort put into it. Um, and then I, I just look forward to being able to go down to a pub and watch it on TV with friends. You know, that that will be the hope is we start seeing, you know, kind of more esport bars popping up because you can enjoy those sorts of activities with friends. And that's where they are best. Yeah. And cheering for your your team i will cheer for whoever's winning that's i'm a glory supporter to the end i don't care you know i'll figure out uh who's the favorite cheer for them and if they if they lose then i'll just be like oh wasn't that amazing that the the team i actually wanted to won that was good i'm glad i can finally say guys yeah i supported the other team so i was just joking with you all you know that's my hope um so we have a bunch of other um announcement for overwatch sombra is available on the ptr that's a new character that is all sneaky and hacky uh, and by mm-hmm. the way one of the other excellent moments in the opening ceremony was the um, excellent really 
the 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 reveal of Sombra was fantastic. You didn't like it? No, no. What? I thought it's the I thought it's the you... cheesiest, most kind of like the, for the whole time. Everyone was joking on like Reddit and Twitter and stuff. Like, oh, what do you, do you, what happens? Do you reckon Jeff Kaplan's gonna go out and then like the the presentation's gonna get hacked or something like that? And it was all like ha 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 ha. And then you know they it was Mike that. Morheim, but they actually hacked it. No, but um, it was it was yeah. great because they they had that emotional twenty five years anniversary video with you know the the um, remembering of where they came from and why they wanted to make video games in the first place and all of that. And then they showed uh, they said they were going to show the uh, launch of Overwatch that they had on uh, you know that they had filmed and see how it went from the, the basically the situation room and you know with all the mm. screens and and then the the screen flickered for a second. And the reason like, I liked it wasn't so much because the uh, Sombra hacked the video that Blizzard was making. It was because there was a moment when people thought that there was a, a problem with the video for a second or half a second. And then everyone realized it was Sombra hacking it. And then everyone, you know, went into that oh mode you know together and and that's what yeah. blizzcon is about right uh, it's about- yeah i guess i would have much rather morheim had been on stage just being like guys we're getting hacked oh shut it down <laughs> shut it down and then you saw like kaplan bust out a fire axe and just start swinging away at a network server cable so like that just just hacking through and then like oh god i think i got it guys I think and then it goes in. I would like more campiness to it. Personally. You know what? I think I you should be in great. charge of scripting the next reveal. Wouldn't that, exactly. Next Wouldn't year. that be great? Yeah. We just have to hope it's another hacker. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I could go out as a stunt Morheim, though. I'd love to do that. What a year it's been for esports. Overwatch, <laughs> maybe, League, maybe work announced, a, you know. a little bit more on that impression. It's a perfect uh, impression. Just a little bit. So we Perfect also got uh, a new arcade mode with a one versus one and three versus three. Uh, mm. 1v1 is random. You both get the same character. 3v3 has no respawn. Uh, no respawn. And so the there are a bunch of other little things in the arcade mode. But um, other announcements, Sombra, 1v1, 3v3, what do you think? So Sombra is really fun to play, uh, kind of more like Tracer than I thought she'd be. Um she she works i think i can see a place for her the hack is super strong um and i think it's always going to be they can't really nerf that and still make it fun to play her so it starts to make me feel like the competitive team comps now have one less character to pick um so we'll see we'll have to just see how it all goes uh because people may be like you know she's not strong enough for her trade-off but when you look at anna's uh, an automatic include in teams now with the nano boost i think somber's hack is is just as powerful at the right time if you can hack the right people at the right time um that that will change the flow of the game um so somber's amazing um arcade mode is really really fun like i said 3v3 is actually i think more fun than 6v6 normal mode um, really? i really really yeah i really enjoy that i think it's a much it's a much more kind of um measured uh, game uh, equally the arcade as a whole is, is is a is a great thing you're having the option to have these different uh play types in there people can rank them uh you'll see a public kind of love for it we've got the server um custom servers coming soon tm 
so that would be really good as well just to see the kind server of the, browser and, basically yeah, yeah. server browser yeah it, it's, got, it's probably going to be a mode yeah mode browser yeah exactly but it will allow people to kind of you know no hanzos or something like that and then if that's the top <laughs> mode then it might be blizzard goes you know what shit man we need to fix hanzo I or something hanzo. to that extent yeah you know, well everyone loves hanzo just you know pick another hero for one time um <laughs> and yeah i i i think uh great additions i think overwatch nailed it across the board all of their stuff was was absolute golden at uh at blizzcon very happy with uh what they announced there as well um no, we could talk about the other tidbits, but let's jump to World of Warcraft, which uh, I remember we were doing other things when that panel happened, uh, the the specific World of Warcraft, what's next panel. Yeah. And yeah. we were being inundated with tweets of people saying, are you watching this right now? My mind is blowing. It's ah, basically was the content of the messages I was getting. And it's true that there's... You know, they talked about a small patch, uh, which was going to bring tiny things very soon, uh, and a bigger patch, 7.2, uh, with, you know, a new zone, a uh, new world quest, raid dungeons, uh, flying, specific class mounts for each class, more artifact quest lines, uh, PvP brawls, which are super weird and could be fun, like you, you get a... 15 versus 15 uh, characters on an arena map, uh, Eye of the Storm uh, battleground with goats that can push you off the map, yeah, things like that. and stuff like that. Knockbacks, yeah. yeah. And, and 7-3, they only hinted at it, but basically 7-2 closes the story of Legion, but there's still more happening in 7-3 with Argus, which is, I won't get into the details for people who don't care about WoW, but basically what came out of it was we realize... You had too little content with the previous expansion, Warlords of Draenor. So we're going to drown you in content for this one. You're yeah. never going to get We're getting enough. waterboarded with content Basically, right now. And yeah. we're going to be like, I didn't want any more content. I can't handle the content. And they're just going to keep keep chucking it in our face. I mean, firstly, uh, 7.15 makes a lot of sense. So what they said is previously they would have held back on releasing features till the big feature was done. But now they're saying like, you know what? If this is done, let's get it out. So, you know, we're going to have micro holidays. So, Ankaraj Remembrance Day is coming up. And basically, um, I'm assuming the server's going to crash a lot. <laughs> I forget what they get. When, um, so, basically, there we have a day where I think, are we gathering resources or are we just having a big PvP battle? I can't remember, I think, but there's something happening in Silithus and uh, it's a faction battle of some kind. And the faction region that wins, wide, though. Yeah. And but the faction that wins is going to get their flags up on the gates of Ankiraj for the next year. And for yeah, those who don't remember, Ankiraj was a big event uh, ten years ago uh, that that crashed all the servers because everyone went there in that zone, and it was interesting. But um, yeah, so that's one of the micro holidays, bunch of them planned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's. I, I think it's fun to see those sorts of things just kind of adding in stuff for people to do. It's kind of like if if they had put this in as content, people would be you know up in arms. But they're like, hey, this is this is all extra, guys. This is all extra. We're just putting this stuff in just so that for some people out there, they're going to like this. Um, it's not cost you a raid tier. It's not going to mean you can't do this or that. You know, it's just stuff coming. Um, also, Mr. Pandaria time walking. Uh, dungeons um are coming which is great uh brawler's guild's back 
um, and uh, loads of other stuff. So it's really good to see Blizzard thinking, you know, okay, well, let's. How do we keep the flow of content going? And uh, it's nice to know that there is a plan, a vision, a timeline that isn't going to slip too much. Yeah, hopefully. N seven two is a more classic uh, patch with, but bursting with content from what we've seen. And then there will be a seven two five, and then the big seven three. So it's it's they're really giving everything to everyone. So that that is pretty cool. Um, Heroes of the Storm was also featured. There, there wasn't a huge amount of uh, of news for heroes. There was a couple of new heroes and uh, some new brawl uh, mechanics that are asymmetrical. Basically, uh, unlike other mobas in that that specific brawl, Black Blackheart's Revenge. You have one team that needs to defend the core and what one team that needs to attack. So that's a, a, a change from the usual MOBAs. And I really enjoyed the brawls in, um, in Heroes. It allows me to jump in, play a little bit and jump out, even though so I don't have to learn all of the talent builds and all of those things. I just go in and fight with my hero and that's it. Um, and there's another event coming like last year uh, from November 15 to January 4th, where you can get some pretty cool bonuses, including a skin in Overwatch, which means I'm going to play that for That's sure. at least 15 wins, isn't it? Get our Genji skins. Is it 15 and then you're wins thinking, or 15 yeah, games? 15 wins, I believe. Ooh, um, okay. And then it's 30 wins if you want to unlock the, I think, it's, is it six or five um, heroes? Um, and you get you get some good ones. Um, so we'll see. I think yeah, it's one of those I'm, things that I'm if you if you manage that. to get through the Genji stuff and enjoy it, you're going to keep going, and then you may keep going. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, it kind of spins out in terms of the last time they did an event like this, it ruined the game. Uh, you know, you had a load of people <laughs> playing at the wrong skill level and uh, just kind of noobing it up or or destroying noobs. Um, now it seems to be more like just just play games. So hopefully it's not a scenario where people who play the game feel that they're being punished to try and get extra players into the game. Yeah, I'm I'm a noob, so I don't really care. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's... Oh well, doesn't, doesn't affect me. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's a Heroes of the Storm of the Dorm documentary. I don't know if you saw it. It's available already. No, no, I have I have zero interest in that. Sadly, oh, really? I, I I don't like the fact that Blizzard uh, spouts the um, you know think global line and never actually follows through with it. Um, Heroes of the Dorm is the most American centric thing you could imagine. Um, there is no thought of doing that outside the U.S. Um, For those who don't know, it's a, it's a tournament that was modeled on basically the uh, university com- sports con- competitions in the U.S. And it was a tournament with different university teams for Heroes of the Storm, where the winner would get tuition for the remainder of their university uh, career. Uh, yeah. So for me, it's just... I just don't like that in principle, that that's uh, such, I know it sounds so, you know, pathetic, um, but I don't. So, you know, I don't, I have an interest really in watching a a, a documentary about it. I think, you know, if if it was uh, something that they decided to try and find models that fit elsewhere in the world, you know, didn't worry too much about the pun. 
so it didn't have to be you know heroes of the corn and it's only for corn farmers you know it's just <laughs> you know it would just be nice if uh if they did stuff and that's why i like overwatch league is overwatch league in principle even if it does start in the u.s they definitely have the right aspirations and plans to bring that global and that makes sense i think so something like dawn was was uh, a kind of a spun out of an idea and yeah i don't know i i see where you're coming from and i agree that i would love to see something a little bit more global but i also understand how sometimes if you want to get something done globally it becomes so huge and so complicated that you end up not doing it at all not doing it at all no i completely i completely understand that as well um but if they can do it in america why can't someone else do it in europe i think it's not it's not a thing for us though the you know the heroes the 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 university competitions isn't a thing for But that's what i'm saying so so you spin it out in some other way but a heroes tournament for the rest of the world well there I are just, hero yeah. tournaments for the rest of not the world from there Blizzard. is a, not not yeah, from the, there you is. Be like, oh you'd be like the the world championships yeah. that there is for everything else but no that's not the same as heroes of the dawn which is a separate thing with prize money i don't know and a story and meant to be all you know high production value with backgrounds on the teams you know right, I don't right. Know. in that sense i get it but so basically you hate america i i understand no i don't hate america <laughs> i love america <laughs> I just I wish I was American. So then I <laughs> but would since be you're like, not, then you know, you're not you getting the hype exactly. of Euros. Exactly. I get it. Okay. Exactly. Well, anyway, if you if you think it's something you might enjoy, um, the documentary is available on YouTube on the Heroes channel. It's uh, about an hour and ten minutes, and it's actually not very much focused on the game. It's much more focused on the stories of the players and uh, humanizing the, human interest, the whole please. thing. Yeah, human interest and. And it really works. I think it's something that even someone that doesn't especially like video games or esports could watch and and enjoy. Um, so I would recommend it. I've seen it. I've enjoyed it. And uh, I thought it was cool. Um, Hearthstone got a new expansion called Mean Streets of Gadgetzan, which has a bunch of different mechanics there are cards that uh, are usable by three different classes um there's uh, weird weird new things like uh, one of the cards called uh, kazakas can uh, when you when you play it the battle cry is that you're going to create a spell card so y- you have basically just like the discover mechanic you can choose out of three properties uh, three times. So you'll decide the mana cost the first for the first uh, choice and then another property and then another property. So you'll have actually created yeah, I think it goes spell like card. mana cost, um, heal, direct damage, AoE, and then the three types you can have from there, I think. Right. Something um, like that. would be interested, yeah. It's it's a really clever way of uh, putting together a, a, a you know the creation of a card within the game, um, but uh, there are a bunch of other other small mechanics. It focuses a lot on buffing a minion that is in your hand, um, or, or buffing minions that are in your hand, and there are things that that synergize there. But overall, um, you you play Hearthstone a lot. And I, mm. I don't know if you've been playing it as much recently as you have as you have before, but yeah, no, I sort of feel I, I, I sort of feel like Hearthstone is kind of in a lull. It feels like yeah, it got exactly. To, I mean, we yeah, 
It, it just, we had this to, argument to, with the to finish chicken, the sentiment, it, it got to uh, the place where World of Warcraft was maybe five years after it was introduced when when a new expansion came out. It was like, oh, okay, well, hmm, okay, whatever, it's a new expansion. And not so much burning interest. Is that just me or is it? No, no, I think I think you're right. I think when you look at, um, I think from the perception of the games media, the challenge WoW always had, I say always, but in, in recent memory, has been that it's a 10, 12-year-old game. And so, you know, people look at it and go like, oh, it's just the same stuff again, isn't it? Yeah, I know it's new. I know you've got like a new expansion, but what are you, oh, the level cap's gone up, okay, or... Oh, Oh, and you've got oh, some new raids, okay? And oh, you've oh, you've introduced a new hero class, okay? Well, yeah, um, you know, it's never really as exciting as a new game or a new thing from a new game, um, like the first Overwatch expansion. Everyone will care about and read about and do all the rest. I think that Hearthstone already, because of its accelerated one, way, but... kind of um, timeline of releases and things like that, I think it's. Um, it falls into this trap of uh, kind of uh, just just it's same same. It's kind of exactly just kind of lethargic almost of the news um, that much sooner. Um, so as much as it is cool, like tri class cards, very different. So now we have cards you can put in a deck that could be put in one of three different classes decks. So uh, whereas paladins are always about buffing their minions and. Hunters are about uh, kind of charge and attacks and stuff like that. What happens if you have a card that allows you to start putting more charge uh, and face damage stuff in the Paladin deck? Um, or how does it work if you have now some of the more kind of buff focused cards in the Hunter deck? Like, w- w- what does this allow us to do? You know, some of these tri class cards literally say discover a card from each of those classes. So you'll have, you know, a, a druid card uh, a mage card and a priest card or something like that i don't know what the threes are um but then you know so you get these opportunities to do these plays that you could never otherwise currently do in the game um or it'd be extremely hard and rare so it does change things up it does mix things up it is exciting however it's like okay cool yeah it's it's another <laughs> expansion yeah i'm gonna buy it of course yeah, yeah i look forward to that and um yeah i'm sure I'm sure it'd be really good, but it's, it doesn't get me as excited as something like Overwatch League, where it's like, yeah, we're now going to introduce a whole new infrastructure and uh, league setup. Yeah, it's something brand new. If Hearthstone had said, yeah, we're really getting behind Hearthstone as an esport, you know, it's it's been one of the most consistent esports out of Blizzard since StarCraft, and yet nothing. There's nothing in the game that allows for tournament play. Um, they talked about doing heroic brawls and said they'd be out before uh, BlizzCon. They weren't. If they'd held off that news till BlizzCon, I think I would have been coming away saying like, yeah, the expansion's cool, but man, heroic brawls, man, that's that's really cool because you've got to know that's leading towards kind of tournament play and having this sort of functionality in the game. Um, but just as it stands, it was an expected uh, release. You know, they teased the, the even the flavor of what it was going to be before BlizzCon. Um, it's very cool. It's great. It's just, you know, it's it's not terribly uh, surprising. Not that it needs so, to be, I guess, but I would have liked it to have been. Yeah, it, it maybe it doesn't need to be surprprising every time. Um, certainly, we're I mean, it's not a judgment uh, so much as a, a realization that 
Hearthstone has reached that status a little bit faster than um, than I would have expected, or maybe I mean I should have seen it coming. There are more expansions all the time, um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see if they manage to do something that re- brings interest, specific interest to Hearthstone again with the uh, the next things they're gonna do. But um, I'm sure they're aware of it as well, so mm. we'll see. Um, Diablo is uh, doing a couple of interesting things. The first one is a, a special event for their 20th anniversary, which is called the Darkening of Tristram. And what happens is that for about a month, there's going to be a portion of the game where you can go, which is basically <clears throat> transformed to look mm. as similar to Diablo 1 as possible. Yeah, it's it's retroified um to make but but the thing is everyone was thinking we we're going to get an HD Diablo 1 uh and or HD Diablo 2 and that's not what happened at all. It's basically the engine of Diablo 3 with uh you know not upgraded but downgraded graphics and retroified as you said with uh, 16 levels from the original game four bosses etc but the combat the gameplay is still uh, going to be Diablo 3 it's not going to all of a sudden make it play like Diablo 1 so I think it's one of those things where where people were like yay Diablo 1 Diablo 2 nostalgia and in this one I don't think they would love it if they got it. I mean, you can still go play Diablo 2 if you want, but I don't think they would love a, 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 an HD version and play it long term. But this doesn't even answer that question. So it's kind of, okay, it's going to be fun for a month and then whatever. Yeah, I think I think the thing is, is so this is fun for a month because it's only around for a month. Yeah. Um, and so it's available on the PTR now. It's quite, it's about two hours of experience Um, yeah the drops aren't too spectacular um and the legendary uh gem which you can level up further um but is probably the most annoying effect in the whole of diablo um it it periodically stuns you um and then uh because it's the soul stone you put it you put it in your in your head exactly thematically it's great and like the the transmog is is amazing but it, it stuns you um, just randomly. So you might be, you know, TPing back to town and it will stun you and interrupt that. Like, oh. um, and uh, the, the actual effect itself of the kind of fire Nova that comes out afterwards um, in all eight glorious directions um, isn't tremendously powerful or good in any way, shape or form. So it's, it's tricky. It's that sort of thing of in some ways, be careful what you wish for. Um, in other ways, um, it is. I, that is not what we wished for. No, ways. exactly. It, it was. It, it was enjoyable as a sort of like, oh man, this looks great. The tinny sound and stuff like that. You know, I, I loved so much about it. Um, and I think it was just you know because it's not. It's it's reasonably faithful to the original, which is an old game, which doesn't have the depth and breadth and complexity of um, Diablo three. Uh, and yeah, I think it's great experience. It's just not that replayable. So it being around for only a month is fine. Makes sense. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's just a question as to what else are they doing. Um, mm. The the thing that I'm kind of frustrated around is the fact that we're not getting the Necromancer till the second half of next year. Right. So that's, and that's the, 
ages away. Yeah, and the Necromancer is an interesting one as well. Uh, you mentioned it's coming out on uh, second half of 2017. It's like probably not going to be out. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't out and you know for another like year August, basically. Exactly. I reckon yeah. we'll get it maybe Gamescom next year or something, something like that. Yeah. And uh, and but the way it's even more interesting than that. So it's the new character for Diablo three specifically. Uh, they're bringing the Necromancer. But the really interesting thing is that it's part of a character pack, which includes a couple extra tidbits. But basically, it's going to be sold uh, probably around ten bucks. I'm guessing. Um, so the new character will be sold, and that might be if it goes well. I could see it happen a, a couple, you know, more than once. There could oh, be definitely. other. Characters, other little tidbits of content. So there was no big uh, expansion announcement. There was no big Diablo 4 announcement, obviously. Um, but those, I think they are that's introducing an okay new way. And Challenge Rifts. There's a yeah. thing called Challenge Rifts, which is uh, coming as well in 2017. There are a couple of extra things. So there's new content, but... I could see. I think it's an interesting way. I think they decided, as we uh, suspected for a while, that they're not going to be doing an, another expansion for Diablo Three. But that's a good way of still delivering some content. It's kind of a micro transaction kind of thing. But what do you reckon they're working on? Because like, oh, I think if, they're if working on Diablo team, Four. Well, exactly. That's the thing. If I had a team working on this hero, I wouldn't expect to announce it now and not have it out till next year, second half, um, unless. I've got a very small team working on that and everyone else is, is busy on blowing us away with something. But then would you make another action RPG like that? Or would it be like Dark Souls? Or I don't know what Diablo four would look like if they would change the genre. And if they're feeling kind of brave enough to, um, you know, looking from a history of stuff. I I, I I think think that would be, that would be amazing, but it would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think it would lend itself well to the kind of Dark Souls type model of big hulking monsters, very hard difficulty, um, but that kind of third person action less so than the isometric classic uh, play. But maybe it's too different from Diablo for it to be called Diablo. I don't know. I think um, it could work, just... but it would definitely not be as hard as Dark Souls. There would be ways to approach it a lot more casually. Um, but, you know, Blizzard has been oh, has always done this. They, they've brought games that were a little bit niche, although I guess I, you can't really say Dark Souls and Bloodborne are niche anymore. Um, mm. But st- still, to an extent... Um, and bringing them to the masses. I think there would be something there, and it could fit in in the Diablo universe for sure. But regardless of what it is, I'm sure they're working on the next Diablo game. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. And and that hope, we're not going to hear remains. about for another year. Well, at least, you know, at if we're not even it. getting this, this hero till then. But, uh, oh, well. Uh, and finally, StarCraft II has uh, more co-op, uh, one new commander, and then this announcement of DeepMind from Google, which is basically going to be able to play, uh, it's a computer, an AI that's going to be able to play StarCraft II. Um, that's going to be interesting. It was a little bit uh, uh, 
some people thought it was out of place in the uh, in the presentation in the opening ceremony. I thought it was cool, but uh, some people didn't agree. Regardless, I didn't like it. Um, uh, yeah. Regardless, StarCraft Two is getting some more content, which I think is awesome for people who like StarCraft Two. Haven't played it in a while, and the the other thing I think of note for StarCraft Two was the fact that my understanding, um, I haven't heard about the finals for the uh, esports tournament at Blizzard on but in general overwatch the the stage was packed hearthstone pretty packed heroes pretty packed as well starcraft 2 more than half empty almost empty almost every day until the finals and uh, really that's what i've heard i maybe the finals was packed as well that will will hurt moreheim yeah but uh, he loves that game the thing is is that yeah it's the the market's moved on. RTS is now MOBAs. And, you know, StarCraft 2 were MOBA. That's Heroes now, sadly. But that's that's where the audience has moved to. Um, and I think even the players, the fact that we've got non-Korean champions in StarCraft 2 is partly that, you know, people are good across the world. But it's also partly because other players have moved on to other games with bigger prize pools. So the actual skill um, that exists within the game has shrunk so i don't know i i, I think starcraft 2 is you know a great experience one of the best single player um rts experiences uh that you can have um and the multiplayer is fantastic but uh, if you play it now there's like xp you level up uh, as you play more um, multiplayer games you get uh, different items and drops and uh, the archon modes and there's all these different game modes that were never there the arcade is still there and there's so many different games on there um but chiefly it just doesn't have the the sex appeal you get from something like overwatch um or the uh, kind of welcoming side that you get from something like hearthstone so it's in a it's in a tricky place and you got to wonder you know what would you do with starcraft from here well that's that's the question what do you think uh so the team that works on starcraft that worked on starcraft uh, my understanding is it's been split uh, in two one is now working on heroes and the other one was finishing starcraft with legacy of the void and now some of this new uh, again micro content micro transactiony content that we're seeing um but the, the the starcraft team i'm sure it's not the entirety of the team that's working on those little tidbits what do you think they're working on and what would you hope or wish they would be working on? See, I don't know, really. I think chiefly a lot of the kind of big genres have already been taken. So it's not like, hey, guys, go back and make Ghost, but make it good. Because <laughs> we, we, we've we got Overwatch now in terms of having a, a Blizzard take on a shooting genre. Um, you know, StarCraft as an MMO don't think i really want or care about that you know with wow i've got i've not got enough time um oh, they could do they could do an rts they could do starcraft four uh, three or warcraft four i don't think they are i, think I don't think it's they would though, again because RTS, it, just, but... it just wouldn't make sense i mean to be honest with you i'd probably like to have like a really cool tower defense game on mobile i kind of um, agree yeah i think something like that would be really cool um but even then obviously it wouldn't be a game that set the world on fire like uh yeah they're used to making but maybe, maybe they know how to make a really cool uh, tower defense game. I don't know. Who knows? I, I, yeah, 
I think I would be very... I've said many times I'd love to see a, a fighting game from Blizzard. I don't know if the StarCraft team is the one to, to do it, but God knows they know about balance. So that could be interesting. And uh, I'm wondering if there is some VR things happening, maybe not there, but in the incubator. But yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, we don't know. Well, that one, I don't see an RTS happening anytime soon, uh, even from that team, but maybe they'll yeah, surprise yeah. us. Um Lastly, uh, I guess that's it for BlizzCon proper, but there was something that happened basically the day after BlizzCon. Um, the Nostalrius, is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Nostalrius. Nostalrius. Yeah, Nostalrius. Uh, right. The people behind the Nostalrius legacy server or WoW Classic, I can't even remember um, how their private server, they were running, it made a lot of noise a few months ago, they were running a um, private server for WoW that was still in 1.0 mode, vanilla uh, mode, the old original World of Warcraft. Um, And Blizzard exercised their legal uh, power to get them to close. And then there was a lot of controversy. Some people were saying, well, doesn't matter if it's there. You don't run WoW uh, in version 1.0. So why do you care if they're doing it? But there was some money involved and there's some... uh, uh, trademark not trademark but intellectual property uh, protection involved and and the controversy grew and they invited the uh mods from the server that private server to blizzard had a long discussion a bunch of things happened and then blizzard didn't say anything and so the the mods ended up saying we are releasing the source code we have for our service so anyone can go and do one because blizzard isn't doing anything and that's intolerable was the tone of their thing um mm. yeah what, what do you think about that well i mean i get why blizzard so blizzard calling them in now is very much kind of looking like uh damage control and just being like hey guys maybe we can just shut these guys up if we kind of oh we'll take them in we'll listen to them talk to them nod our heads Hey, Mike, do you want to chat to him? Yeah, great. If it shuts him up, yeah. Um, so it's a shame that there's not um, more of a statement, I guess, from Blizzard one way or the other in terms of like, yeah, you know, we looked into it and it's it's just not possible for us. And I think that truthfully is it. You know, they it would be like releasing a second MMO, all of the support. You think about everyone trying to log on there and then, oh, it doesn't work with my system or, oh, my character doesn't work. You know, the GM's... They've, they've almost got to kind of double up all their customer support again. Um, the infrastructure, the client release, uh, and then it also Blizzard is a company that always prides itself on the product they have now um, and always refining that and iterating on it further. To release a, an older, you know, broken game in many cases just isn't in their, their DNA. And certainly there's a lot of people out there who do enjoy playing the old game, but legally if blizzard allows it to exist they lose the the copyright on that and the ip protection around that so they're in a you know rock hard place they can't just say yeah go crazy uh and equally they can also say as blizzard as a company oh yeah we can support this and financially ensure this is you know as it should be for everything else because there's just not the incentive if if wow wasn't doing well yeah I'm sure they'd be doing this themselves and being like, how do we get people back in? Well, a lot of people just want to play the old game. Okay, cool. Well, let's work on doing that. You know, well, whereas it every, is every it's doing time, really well. 
every time they've tried a little bit of that, it, it, everyone's realized, well, we don't really want it. I mean, I'm sure, you know, yeah. it's the, the molten core thing they did for the anniversary yeah. and a bunch of other things. I'm sure there are some people who like it, obviously, uh, because they're very uh, dedicated to that. Um, but beyond that, I think there's, it's, it's a little bit of a shitty move from the nostalgious guys because it's kind of, it feels like, you know, Blizzard is the owner of something and they're saying we want people to use it that way and they 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 work on it a lot i don't think you can accuse blizzard of of not you know it's not like they released a thing and then they shut it down and you can't play it anymore because you don't have access to the servers like you know after a year like it happens sometimes on some games um in this case you can't accuse them of not working on the thing and it's sort of those guys saying, well, we don't care what you want. We're going to do it that way. There's a kind of, I understand the words are a little bit over the top, but there's a little bit of a violence in this, like saying, F you, Blizzard, yeah. we don't care what exactly. you want. We're going to do what, you, what we want with your burning thing, bridges. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I have a, you know, I, I build, I have a sandwich and someone is taking it and it's, it's like, yeah, that doesn't work. I was going to go like, and they replace the lettuce with tomatoes. And I'm like, but I don't want you to put tomatoes in my sandwich. And I understand it's not the same thing, but it's, there's something of an invasive element to this of them saying, well, we know you don't want it to you to be used like that. We don't care. We're going to release it anyway. And people are going to be playing it, you know, so I'm definitely, I know it's a controversial issue and I'm sure some people might think, this is me being tainted by my love for the company and my history with the company. But I, I think it's really uncool. <laughs> not like uncool as in un not cool, man, but like it's, it's a douchey move to mm. do that and to force upon the owner of that thing, the use that they don't want to have for many reasons. So, yeah. But again, it's that it's, it, it feels quite immature in just that they, they don't acknowledge or respect the reasons why blizzard can't and won't do this mm. and almost uh, kind of just being quite childish and being like well you know what well screw you i'm just yeah. gonna put it out anyway <laughs> and it's just like okay great cool um yeah so that's so, yeah. that's the way it feels to me um if if you have another uh, opinion on the matter please do come to the site at frenchspin.com and and let us know why you think it's actually a good fun cool classy idea um but yeah that we're i think we're uh, aligned on that that we don't think it really uh, is awesome um all right other than that that was a long uh, big segment on blizzard but there's not only blizzcon happening in the world of video games another significant piece of news is that report that came out this morning um uh, that we have wait i want to find the oh i don't have the link oh no i i wanted to give credit to the person that's been doing the reporting i'll find it um okay. but basically the one above it says sell above oh is it well Play video games okay there okay. you go it's um it's laura kate dale who uh published this uh rumor slash leak of the price of the Nintendo Switch, which is apparently going to be uh, 199 quid, that's pounds, 
for people mm. who live in the UK. Uh, should probably translate to um, $249, probably €249, Euros, something like that, for the base SKU. And then there would be a, a more expensive version with more internal memory um, for $299. Uh, dollars. Oh, sorry. Did I say two forty nine um, mm. for the for the pound price? It's actually one ninety nine for the base queue for the pound price, and then the more internal memory version for two forty nine. Um, again, oh. translates to two two forty nine dollars and two ninety nine dollars. Cheaper than I thought it was going to be if the base queue yeah, is a lot, at that a lot price, cheaper, right? A lot cheaper. Um, it's you know it's it's almost of the price where you start thinking, oh, maybe I get it. Um, just because you know it's uh, it's 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 a strange console. I still don't quite understand yet. I think in terms of where does it fit? Is it competing for my pocket space? Is it not? You know, like uh, the tricky well, thing that's... now is phones are so good. I I don't quite see. I think to be honest with you, I can see it being like I'm playing on the TV. My wife or child wants to watch something. I'm like, okay, sweet. And I switch to the handheld, that works. Or like, oh, I'm on a tricky yeah, boss. That's, that's but sort of the expansion of the... So of... then I'm going to go and do that. <laughs> you know, I can, I can see how it works. I just, the, the whole thing just felt like, you know, like, you know, you come around and suddenly I snap my console in half and you get half, I get half, and we carry on playing. <laughs> and then two more friends come over. We both break ours in half and give them one. Until the end, everyone's All right, got so a button. So that's the concept of the console. The but, yeah. Right, so is you're, you're tepid on, on the console itself. For one ninety nine pounds again, that's probably two forty nine yep. for us actual money uh, people. Yeah, I mean by it. then I don't know what that would Are mean you... in terms of our currency, but yeah. But do you so for that price? Do you go like yeah okay whatever that's cheap enough that I'll just get it and see if I like it? No, oh, no. Okay, I'd have to see what's on there first, how it's playing. Well, you it's know, like, be Nintendo it, games, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If it's got like a new Zelda, yeah, sure, why not? Well, yeah, it's, it's going to have the, the, the Breath of the Wild, right? So is that at launch? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, that's, then I'll buy it. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. then you're getting it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I think, uh, the price... That <laughs> <laughs> the price is, is really interesting. Um, I think that is, as I've said a few times, for if we speak in euros or dollars, two ninety nine is the price I expected, and then lower it after a few months to two forty nine. If the base the base model uh, starts at two forty nine dollars or euros, I think that is a really compelling price. Um, it is that price now, and then you start seeing uh, you know super compelling packs and and bundles. A few months after that, and for the um, the holiday season, that I think is the right move for Nintendo. Again, if that price is is real, um, they usually don't lose money. Uh, they don't sell uh, consoles at a loss. I could see them doing the base model at the break even price, but it makes sense that they're using the very low power or not very powerful um gpus and cpus you know the tegra thing if they can bring the price down to those levels so we'll see it's definitely less than i thought it was going to be if it's confirmed i think it's a very very clever move because that is the way that they're going to get a good start and get people to buy it um get it 50 
units under the PlayStation 4 uh, Xbox One S price. So we'll see what happens there. Um, One thing that people have been basically rushing to get is the NES Classic. Apparently it's... Gone. Yeah, everywhere. Did you get one? Yeah. No, of course not. (laughs) I mean, I'll get a SNES. I won't get a NES, though. Yeah, I could be interested in a a SNES Classic, but I don't... You know, all of those things, the Amiibos, the NES Classic, the, the... I understand the love for the brand, and I certainly have a lot of love for Nintendo, but it's... It's a great know. Christmas present for one of these. If you've got someone who, you know, played a lot of snares back in their youth, um, to get them something like this, I mean, amazing. I think it's a I think it's an amazing product. You know, all the games are it's on the there. It's the kind of thing that you, you plug in three times and you never plug it in again. But that's what a Christmas present is. That's I great. Guess so. This isn't this isn't you know. It's got such classics as Doctor Mario, <laughs> Donkey Kong Junior, Gallagher. Ice Climber and Super Mario Bros. One, two, and three. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's it's all right. It's got some good games on there. It really does. Um, it's just you know thirty games on there. It's normally what was it sixty bucks? Yeah, now uh, it's going for five hundred on like eBay. Six hundred exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous, really. Um, just because people bought them and then thought, well, actually, this is worth far more if I just sell it. Um, <laughs> And and that's it. And that's a sad thing. It's like, you know, Nintendo don't make enough, but then they stick to their whole, you know, we want it to be affordable. It's a family product. Uh, but then people just take advantage of that. It's a real shame. Um, the, la- the final number of Wii U's shipped is going to be 13.6 million. Um, wow. And that is a saddeningly low number Mm. just to give a comparison because now the the reason i'm saying the final number is that production has stopped um for the wii u and all of the did it even need to get started though with that number uh, that's ridiculous did it even need to start with that number you know production (laughs) that's tiny to to give you a, a point of comparison the highest selling console was the wii of course which sold over 100 million units that was an amazing success the next one that sold the least was the GameCube, and that sold a little over 20 million units, and that was, you know, 10, I can't remember, 15 years ago. The GameCube ago. was up against, yeah, the Xbox 360 or Xbox One. No, Xbox One it would have X- been. No. Xbox One. GameCube was Xbox, oh, I can't even remember. But um, no, I think, it was, yeah, no, Xbox, not one, sorry, the original yeah, Xbox, exactly, sorry, yeah, not, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the original Xbox, uh, PlayStation 2, you know, the GameCube was a, a, a huge mistake in hardware. You know, it, it used those little weird micro CDs, uh, couldn't play DVDs. Um, it was, but it still had some good games on there. And it was uh, 20, that, 15 years ago. It came out 15 years ago. And again, sold mm-hmm. uh, 21 million units. And that was at a time when video games weren't as, you know, uh, popular as they are now. And... Still, it did almost twice as much as the Wii U. So I don't know how many different ways I can say it, but to gauge the enormity of the failure of the Wii U, I guess that is one additional way. Um, it's sad, really. I really hope that the Switch does better. Um, yeah. Another one that is kind of a little bit of a 
puzzler still. Uh, I mean, the PlayStation 4 has been selling really well. We're almost at uh, 50 million units sold worldwide now, uh, 47.4. So the number keeps keeps rising obviously and with the holiday season uh, i suspect it's going to blow past the uh, 50 million mark and the playstation 4 pro is out and um it's still i mean i don't know it i i don't really want one i don't have a 4k tv but i have a couple of friends who got one who sold their playstation 4 regular and uh, Mm -hmm. figured you know i'm gonna get the warranty re-upped and stuff like that with the pro um it's it does it gets as warm and does about the same amount of noise as the regular playstation so if you're you were hoping for something a little bit less noisy no luck there um but aside from that some games are upgraded i think it's a little bit early to see the benefits um especially if you don't have a 4k tv uh Terps, do you, are you gonna buy a playstation pro no, for pro? no i can't can't see myself doing it in all fairness do you not have a regular a, four? I do. I've got a regular mm. four, um, and I don't play it enough to um, to to want to double down and get a, a pro. It's just not not for me. Yeah, I think yeah. Unless you have a a four K TV, in which case it it kind of makes sense. Uh, unless you have it, then it's probably not even worth considering. Uh, it's the kind of thing if you already want one, you kind of know it. And if, you, if you're not sure, then it means you don't need or want one. That's yeah. a good way of approaching it. Um, cool. Infinite Warfare is out, the yearly Call of Duty. It's not selling as well as previous year's Call of Duties. That's been a, a regular occurrence for the series, but it's still selling okay. Um, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, we're, we're into the... Uh, games coming up and such section of the show call of duty is not one that i'm incredibly excited for no no i mean it is it's it's uh it's suffering again from that kind of that lethargic pace that they all come you know come with after this many releases um you know battlefield managed to get people excited by going back to the beginning uh you know before the beginning to world war one um and you know big flashy trailer great visuals gameplays very similar to original stuff um but more people have been excited around battlefield than around cod you know cod's I'm sure trying to go better though cod is uh, always probably, better but probably but um we have to see for the next one you know how many times mm. do you have a a lackluster launch the the reason that infinite warfare will sell well is it comes with the remastered modern warfare maps on there um, and so that's that's all people really wanted forever Guess was so. to you know be back with Captain Price and Soap um, and you know <laughs> taking out people where, back in the day. I'm wondering where they're going to go with the next one. That's indeed a good question. Are they going to go gonna be, even uh, farther dimensional up in space, warfare? Or? Yeah, there dimensions. Go. We're going to go into like alternate realities, or yeah, maybe it'd be on Jupiter. Temporal warfare, exactly. You, it's like, you, come on, yeah, come on, guys, just, just, just put it back in, put it in, like you know, oh, we're in Roman times. Ooh, Here we are. the Turin warfare. That, that would be interesting. Uh, classic history warfare. But, but then we don't guns, have obviously. you don't have M16s and stuff you do like that. you do because there's oh. been a temporal anomaly nice but everyone else is and that's why you know the Senate's trying to lock it down 
but it's all right. <laughs> we're going to clear them out up ahead. UAV online. Yeah, and it's just an eagle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you can play it in VR. Um, yeah, oh, sold. Dishonored 2 is coming out. Uh, it's out. Is it? It's out. It's out. I think it is. No, is it? Is it? Oh, no. I think it's, it's uh, okay. tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow okay. uh, when okay, we're recording cool. this. Um, I, so I played it. You it's did. Good. What did you think? Yeah. Did you play that one it. level that everyone played? No, no, no. I've, I've been playing it. I got it. Oh, so got you got it, it because um, you got it in advance. Okay. Yeah. I'll, okay. Review. Well, I think full, I think full the embargo has gone. I think the embargo has gone. I think the embargo has gone. Um, no, yeah, I, I liked it. Um, there've been some funny reviews on it though. People, uh, people have been weird. Like on Steam, it's currently sat on uh, six out of ten. Um, I would say it's a it's a solid gameplay experience. I liked it. It's fast. It's it's uh, there's a lot going on. Story still works. Uh, you know, I really liked it. But yeah, people people are complaining just about the kind of the the quality of the PC port. Um, that seems to be the downfall there. Well, that's okay then. I didn't play on PC. Um, so is it? Is it- playable on consoles as well i mean is it is the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. good yeah that's okay. yeah yeah i played it on xbox one um and uh i really enjoyed it i thought it's i thought it's you know Did I, you I played it? the first one uh no no but okay. you know i got i got a bit into it um i don't know i don't know what i'm allowed to say i think that i'm fairly <laughs> sure the embargo is gone um it is i think a really really solid game um i think if you liked the first one um you'll love this one um what if, if you if you liked the idea of the first one but played for you know five to ten hours and then got bored i think it's it's a similar sort of kind of formula in terms of the play style and kind of how you try and dissect the game it, it really depends how you like to play um like the level design is really really good uh there's a lot of different ways to tackle it i i always like trying to go in as kind of sneaky sneaky as i can and then obviously i always fail and then i'm just blowing people up left right and center and stabbing people and blinking that's into people. usually what i do and as it, well yeah exactly and i i enjoyed it i i didn't get bored so far with with what i got to um i like the kind of the stealthy bits more i guess than the kind of frantic stabbing everyone in in sight just because i think i don't know it was it more enjoyable that way like i said i've still got one more to play but i think i think it's uh, I, I honestly think it's a really really good game i'm i'm surprised to see it so low on steam but by looks mm. things it just yeah, seems to be steam, about you know a bad port yeah there's um it, well yeah and the the uh, apparently it's because the it, it requires a lot more power for the ultra high settings than uh they thought it would so that might explain right, it but okay. the, a lot of the quality of the first one was about the the world building and the fantasy mm. of that weird reality that you're immersed in uh, is it as uh oh, you yeah. know alien yeah, yeah. and and yeah. fascinating in this one yeah it's uh it's it's more the same but you know again bigger built upon um i would say you're, I, I'm fairly sure you'll like it. Okay, well, maybe I will give it a try. Um, I think visually it was a lot more impressive than the first one. Not everything was nighttime. Um, and <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, the enemies are petrifying. Uh, but, you know, it's got a great visual style to it. Everyone kind of looks a bit like they're out of an oil painting. Um, I really liked it. 
Watch Dogs 2 is coming out soon as well. I think tomorrow too. Um, it's it still you know it still looks to me there's been a bunch of other trailers. Uh, it still looks to me as Grand Theft Auto San Francisco. Um, it really has that vibe, and that's what it's being made to look like in the trailers. I don't know if that's what it is in reality. Um, there was a fun little. Uh, thing that came out today which is basically you can hack into a server of something and get a leaked trailer for an e3 thing that is apparently ubisoft's possibly uh next game announced at e3 and we don't know if it's kind of them making fun of the the leaks or if it's actually them teasing something that they're going to announce um but it's i i like this kind of little playing with uh the players playing with the gamers and uh, it's something around space it doesn't really matter all that much but that's kind of a, a funny thing um aside from that my cool friends real. yeah um my friends who have been playing it are kind of not overly enthusiastic about it which I don't know if it means anything, but I'll definitely for both of those I'll wait for the reviews before investing my hard-earned cash. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's something I'm not unexcited about, but cautious. Let's say maybe I'm more interested in Dishonored Two than Watch Dogs Two. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 I've been on and off about um, and oh by the way they're doing a mobile MMO uh, and the what? developer is Machine Zone which is wait don't get too enthusiastic you know Game of War Fi- Fire Age yeah 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 right that the developer yes, of that is doing that Ooh. yeah exactly. oh wow okay cool <laughs> so <laughs> That is basically my reaction. All right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Never mind. Forget. Is it going to be like an asynchronous one or? No idea. Is it just going to be like Mariah Carey and Kate Upton feeling each other up whilst uh, <laughs> some like weird Japanese boy bands in the background and then just be Final Fantasy 15? Yeah. With some you crystal. You become the dream. Basically. Or of that. It's like, yeah, sweet. I don't know what this is. I've downloaded it though. Um, so yeah, the, I saw uh, Kingsglaive, the movie. Uh, from Final Fantasy 15. Have you seen it? Oh, really? No, no. What is it? I don't know what it's, it is. It's basically a pre-game movie that sets up the entire thing. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So you got to watch a movie before you can play the game. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's you, basically you the same every to. time, isn't it? You don't like, have I remember to. with 13, I played for like 13 hours and it was like, okay, you complete the tutorial. <laughs> it's like, what? Um, so I look forward to watching the two-hour movie before even picking up a controller. So you don't have to, again. Um, It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was very apprehensive. It's not horrible. Um, It's okay. It's an okay movie. Some of the technical aspects are mind-blowing. Some of them are underwhelming. Some of the motion capture is really, really good. Um, And the animation and some of it is meh. Um, It's okay. It's, It's... a little bit infuriating at times the you know there's two female characters in the movie one dies in the first i won't tell you who uh dies in the beginning and the other one is well 
Okay, whatever. The first one dies. The second one is a princess that keeps getting res rescued. I'm a wow. little bit sensitive to that, so that rubbed me the wrong way. That's not why I didn't love the movie, though. I thought it was, it was good for world building, but it wasn't fascinating in a way that made me, uh, you know, want to play the game immediately because I was I wanted to follow up on that experience. So. We'll see how good it is compared to, to the game. But I, I think out of the three we just mentioned, uh, Dishonored, Watch Dogs, and Final Fantasy, I think Final Fantasy is the one I'm the most excited about. Maybe because it's been Way a long, long time enough, since right? I've been immersed in a Final Fantasy game. But um, yeah. I'm apprehensive about Final Fantasy. Like I said, I've been, I've been burnt before. Um, so I, I won't buy it when it comes out. And I don't think I'll actually buy it full stop. But... If I do, it will be after everyone's told me it's the best one ever. Um, and even then, I'll probably just watch videos on it. <laughs> yeah, I can I can understand that. Um, there's a magic of Final Fantasy I'm hoping to see reignited. Uh, but I'm that's, I know, not a very realistic hope. So we'll see. Um, also coming out in November, apparently Gran Turismo Sport is coming out. I didn't even okay. realize it was so far oh, off no. my, my radar. And, uh, of course, Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, yeah, coming out. Are, are you into Pokemon? Are you going to play those? Yeah, I like, I like, I like Pokemon. I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to, uh, to be uh, catching them all. Um, but I, I enjoy You're going to catch a couple? I'll catch a couple. I'll catch a couple. Hmm. Have fun with that. Um, and finally... There was a cinematic trailer uh, for Mass Effect Andromeda uh, mm. celebrating N7 Day. Those who have played Mass Effect will know what this refers to. Um, but, you know, I found myself surprisingly excited about Mass Effect Andromeda. I, I loved the first Mass Effect. Meh, the second one didn't really play the third one, and oh. watching that one made me want to go back and play the third one. Mm. I mean, I, the thing they've always done well is um, aliens, and you get a little taste of some of the aliens in this. Um, it'll be fun to see kind of what they what they do with the whole sort of like we've traveled to the other side of the universe now. Um, you know, we've got a whole blank slate. Uh, let's carry on in this world but without necessarily having to acknowledge Shepard and the player's actions every four pieces of dialogue um, I'm all for more from the Mass Effect world so bring it on I think it'd be really good well is it a day one purchase for you yeah yeah oh this really definitely be a day. okay yeah, have you done yeah. all three previous episodes yep, yep. played them all uh, I got all the endings uh, all, I got red green and blue um, all the endings. That's a Mass Effect 3 joke for people who enjoy the diversity and uh, differing choices that your choices make. It's, it's which, very disappointing. Which one End. was the best in your opinion? Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, they're, they're all very much the same. That's the problem. Um, <laughs> so I would go with uh, the green one, I think, where everyone becomes uh, something. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. It's. I would say it's going to be weird not having Shepard and Rex and you know people like that. However, the idea is is that you know we're people, and I'm. A, I'm I don't think it's just humans, but maybe it is just humans who have who've been on the uh, the ship 
to to find the new home. I don't um, know. I think it's it's like that's what's in the trailer. Uh, there's three arcs, three ships, and they each have uh, one primary race on them. So you're in the human ship, and there are a couple of other ships with the other races, and yeah. um, and you go to the Andromeda Galaxy. It's basically a 600 years travel, and you're you know you get there. And what I worry about is that you get there and it's basically, you know, more of the same. It's like, oh, it's that guy that, you know, he has a little weird antenna in the on the center of his skull, but that's basically it. And he's like, oh, hey, how how's it going, Riker? And I, that's what I fear. I fear that the, the... Because the idea of going to an entirely new and different galaxy is enticing. It's you know the 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 wonderful um, promise of discovery and exploration, and that is what I found in the first one where you were a lot more free of your movement, um, going to different planets and different you know uh, uh, locations, and in the f subsequent ones you were a little bit more restricted. But I, I, so that is what I enjoy in the promise of that game. I really do worry that the discovery is going to end up being, oh, another spaceport by some race that has been here forever. And you just show up and it's business as usual. So I wonder if they're going to be able to, to translate that feeling of discovery in the game. And that's going to, I think that is what my attraction for it is going to hinge on. But uh, mm. we'll see. Anyway, I think that is going to be it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much, Mark, for being on uh, with me. Where would people go if they wanted to hear more of your incredibly insightful commentary on gaming oh. and other things? Oh, um, you go to google.com and you type in Terps or Terpster and you'll find me. Terps um, works as well? Yeah. It does well. You also get a, a prostate uh, examination, um, <laughs> but if you if you can get past that, some of those things are me. Um, or you get stuff about um, turpentine, which is like paint thinner. Um, so yeah, you, you'll figure it out. Okay, and the underscore T on Twitter. Uh, That's me. That is you. For me, it's not Patrick on Twitter, not Patrick on Facebook. You can also find the um, show notes at frenchspin.com. And as I said during the show, if you have something to yell at us about, you can go to frenchspin.com uh, to the notes of this episode and leave a comment, for example. You can also yell at me on Twitter and Facebook. That is equally uh, enjoyable. So you can do that. That is it for this episode. And we will be back in a couple of weeks with another bunch of gaming news. Excellent. See you then. Shazam. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.